I'm Dr. Mike McDermott, Chief Executive Officer of Mary Washington Healthcare. It's been a challenging year, and we are so grateful and appreciative of our nurses. Just like any family does during difficult times, we stuck together. If you are looking for that kind of family atmosphere, consider joining our family. Whether you want to work in one of our two hospitals, home health, hospice, or any of our freestanding facilities, I invite you to help us continue to improve the health of our community. Learn more at mwhcjobs.com. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the quest for new inspiration. Yes, it has been a while, but oh well. And for the 10 of you who are actually subscribed to this podcast, you probably won't care. On this week's episode, I was honored to sit down with Mindy Frick, who is not only a PE teacher, but she is also one of the co-founders of the Run Third Alliance. She is seriously impacting hundreds and hundreds of kids, and I can't wait for you to hear her story. I was like listening to other people. I'm like, man, people have good stories. Um, (laughs) It's not really about like whose stories are best. It's just really about sharing people that literally there's so many people like Kevin's story. I had no idea about any of that. And right. No idea. Level athlete and yeah, where he came from and Mm -hmm. just everything. I would never have asked him that. And just, I love hearing people's stories and even the smallest thing can like help people either come out of their box or relate. And just, yeah, the understanding and realization that everybody does have a story. Yeah. And so that idea that, yeah. Oh, I'm the only one struggling with this or I'm the only like, like, no, like, mm-hmm. everyone's got something. That's my favorite part, why I started it and why I want to share, because, yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm Mindy Frazier, and I... Hello, and welcome. Teach elementary PE, and have recently started up a nonprofit called Run Third Alliance. So just a little background about myself. So I came from... Uh, house with a single mother who worked all the time. I was adopted. And so kind of growing up, I just always had that desire to really find somewhere that I belong. Because I mean, I love my mother dearly. And she absolutely did her best, but she was gone all the time, out of need to provide. And so growing up that way, and then I think just and then the adoption piece on top of it, I was always kind of searching for where do I really fit in and kind of where's my place and who am I? And so growing up, uh, I grew up in a pretty like religious community. So I kind of turned to religion and youth sports and different things. And in that sense, found that a place where there were rules and I could just follow. I was very much a people pleaser and an achiever. So, okay, I follow the rules and then I have a group of friends and it definitely got me through the high school years, staying out of trouble and on the right path. But once I got into college, I realized I didn't really know who I was because I was always following other people's rules and expectations and what people were saying I should be doing. So then, yeah, it was just kind of the search began. And I got into college and sort of realized that part about me. It was almost that feeling of being a little delayed from the rest of the world and just that maturity and growing up and knowing who I was and what I wanted to do. Thankfully, I found my husband in college. We started dating in college, got married right out of college. And he is kind of the perfect balance to my people-pleasing, rule-following. He's a little more of like that 
confident, free spirit. You know what? Let's not worry about what other people think of us. Let's just go do what we want to do. And so it's been a really good balance and a chance for me to truly explore and find myself and feel unconditionally loved. And then realizing that's not how I felt growing up. I felt like there was always a condition to me belonging and being accepted was I had to follow these rules. So kind of learning to overcome that. And then as we got older and team sports were gone and started putting on that kind of wait after college of now, what do we do? Found running. And I think all of it was kind of that perfect storm to help me really find myself and set goals for myself and push myself and overcome things and find out what I was made of. And through running, just learned so many lessons about me and realized, man, this would have been such a neat gift to have as a kid to like team sports are fantastic for so many things, but there's something about the individual endurance that has such a different concept of self. And so being a PE teacher, it gave me the perfect platform to start an after-school running club because it, it was in 2008 when kind of everything was crashing and all funding was taken away and youth sports from elementary schools were being pulled. And I was like, hey, you know what? I can do this with very little funding. And so got the kids out running and started developing a curriculum that was just really based on getting to know themselves and that confidence and setting goals for themselves and being proud of their accomplishments and finding their reason for doing something and then taking ownership in it. Because in running, like if I want to hit a seven minute mile, I have to put in the work. And if I don't make it, I can't blame it on my teammates. I can't blame it on my ref. I can't blame it on anything. It really comes down to did I do, do it or didn't I? And starting to just own that piece. And it was really neat to see the kids start developing these, yeah, just this different perspective on life and on themselves and on what they were capable of doing. Uh, we started doing 5Ks and then it moved up to 10Ks. And then I had kids at like 10, 11 years old who were asking to do half marathons. And I'd sit down and talk to them like, okay, you realize like this is a big, <laughs> big deal and I'll help support you. And, but they would come on Saturday mornings and put in long miles. And it started off with like, when we went to the 10K, it started with, okay, there were a few parents who would be like, okay, go ahead. And then same thing with the half marathon. And then all of a sudden, when other parents started seeing that these kids were succeeding and the kids saw other kids succeeding, it just kind of snowballed. And our running club grew from like 10 or 15 kids to within a few years, we were at like 80 kids in the running club. And it was just so neat to the pride that they had in what they were accomplishing and how it translated to the classroom, to behavior, to everything else. Like all of a sudden they were in control of themselves. They could set big goals. They could overcome obstacles. They like, there was just a whole different feel in the community. And so, and then through my running with my husband, we would do run Disney events and travel and get involved with other things. And we met Sean Astin at, through Run Disney. And in 2012, he started a mission statement that's, I run first for myself, I run second for my family, I run third for you. And the idea of it is, the I run third for you is, I can take on dedications of anybody. I don't just have to pick one cause and run for it. Like, if you say, hey, I'm having a rough day today, I can say, hey, you know what, I'm going to go get a few miles and just kind of keep you with me. And I'm I'm there for you. I'm thinking about you. I'm doing this. Or if I'm having a rough day, I can reach out to somebody like, hey, I'm injured today. I can't get out. 
and like, can you run a few miles for me? Like just an idea of connecting and it doesn't need to be a huge thing that you're running for, just keeping somebody in your heart. And he ran the LA marathon and had a whole list of, it was a Twitter campaign. So he had a whole list of people on Twitter who said, Hey, can you run third for this? Can you run third for that? Can you run third? And so as we got to know him in 2013, he was looking for ways to grow that community. And I had gotten to the point where the running club had become successful, but I was looking for more to do with it. And in talking, we realized it was such a perfect like marriage of ideas because I had been working so hard on that run first piece that I was like, now what? And so I had kind of the curriculum set for I run first for myself. And now let's bring in the families and let's get more involved in the community and show the kids how to build relationships and give back. And so that's where we went with it. So it turned into a run third curriculum with the kids. And so now they first, we always start with I run first for me because I can't help other people if I don't take care of myself. So I need to keep myself healthy. I need to set those boundaries and know what I need. And then I need to have a solid foundation of people I care about. They're my family and I need to foster those relationships and I need to show appreciation for those people. And now we can really impact the community and give back and help others. And wow. so at the end of our year, we host an annual Run Third 5K where the kids get to come out and invite the whole community and all the schools with our program come together and run the 5K partially as a fundraiser to raise funds for our next school year, but then mostly for that outreach and uh, chances for the kids to share who they're running for, what they're doing and share it with the community and get other people involved. And it's just been really fun to just kind of see this grow and progress kind of organically. Like, no, that's yeah. incredible. I love <laughs> that. I'm seriously impressed. That's awesome. So, so what would be your advice just as someone who doesn't prefer really love to run? <laughs> what kind of motivation would you give to someone like that who would still like, I love this idea, but like would love to be involved. What kind of motivation or like, how would you help them get involved? So one, if, it, if people are looking for kind of ways to be active and do things, it's not limited to running. It could be like, go out and ride your bike, go out and walk. Like It's kind of, it's called run third, but the idea is getting out and doing some miles or doing some steps. Yeah. for somebody else with that in mind. But other ways to get involved and help the kids is we do have a scholarship program where people can donate to help the kids get into the program, into the 5K um, if they can't afford it. And other ways to volunteer at the event. And, and that's kind of where we're at right now is just working on the growth of it and how many schools can we reach out to and really what do we need? We're set, right, we have six people on our board of directors and everything is volunteer based. Mm -hmm. So we're still at that very like new growth level and looking for ways to get out there and impact as many people as we can. But as far as if people are looking even to be able to do a 5k and don't care much for running or don't consider themselves a runner, we do the Jeff Gallery run, walk, run with the kids. And so I, we have little timers and we set goals for the kids. Like, okay, we're gonna run for 30 seconds and then we walk for 30 seconds and then we run for, and then we build it up to where it's like, okay, now we're gonna run for a minute. Now we're gonna run for two minutes and just trying to grow it that way. And that's the biggest thing for getting the kids to be able to do 
longer distance. And honestly, adults, it's the same way, like anyone who's getting started, adding in those walk breaks before you need them <laughs> is yeah. huge. And part of it's that mental like, wait, I don't need a walk break yet. I feel great. I want to keep running. And okay. watching the kids go from, okay, kids, we're going to just run a mile and they go all out and then they're dead to, nope, you can only run a minute. And they're like, wait, but I want to keep running. Like, yeah. it's just the shift in the mindset of, wait, I want to run more versus <laughs> how much further do I have to run? <laughs> uh, and yeah, because then they own it a little more and get excited. And then all of a sudden it's, wait, I just did two miles. How did that happen? Oh my, I don't know if I could even, I could definitely walk two miles, but I don't know about run. Well, you are definitely very inspirational. Do you have any places or just people who like you look to for like your own inspiration? Like, cause you're so positive. Like I can literally just feel it through the Aww. Zoom right now. <laughs> you're just a very bubbly person. Like where do you, do you, you have any just places to go to get that? Honestly, my students and the kids, I think that's the big, the biggest thing. And probably what drew me to education is I feel like being around the kids makes me want to be my best version of me. I don't know if it's a matter of just how I grew up and the adults that I was around as a kid or what it is, but like, I want to show them like life is good and you can control your life. And this, like, there are positives in everything that happen mm -hmm. and let's look for them and let's build on them and let's overcome this together because it's going to make us so much stronger and better. And I think one of my favorite things to tell the kids is like, I like it when they make mistakes and fail at something because it gives them a chance to get better. And I think that's so important to me because growing up, I kind of grew up in an environment where it was perfection was the goal. And it was so hard to live in a perfect bubble and feel like I couldn't make mistakes. And then, and then getting to the point where I'm so scared to make a mistake or scared of failing at something. And that like trying to change that in myself, that it's okay. Like it's okay. And it's actually a good thing and trying to ingrain that in kids now, because I feel like we've gotten to this place where like, we try so hard to protect kids from anything that's uncomfortable instead of teaching them how to handle things that are uncomfortable. And I don't feel like that's setting them up for success in the future if we protect them from the time they're five. I guess, yeah. And so one of my big things is like, no, like drop it, fail at it. It's okay. Push yourself beyond what you're comfortable with. Like, yeah, you're going to grow. I want to see you hit those failures because we're going to get through it together. Mm -hmm. No, I love um, that. I would have loved that as a, as a kid, just, I mean, I just remember being pushed to be perfect. Like it wasn't, it wasn't fun to either like be the last in the running line. It wasn't fun. Like you didn't want to be the last one to finish your pushups. Like you would be right. you're laughed at or whatever. So I think that's really valuable and could help a lot of kids like just in their life for ever. Really. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and here even at our 5k it is the coolest thing to see like the last few runners like everybody goes back to run in with them and yes. like it's not it's not like oh come on we're waiting on you it's like yes we're cheering you in and you've made it and like and it's a great thing and we're and I think that's the other thing I love about running or the individual sports like this where you're a team but you can all have different goals 
it's kids start to see, hey, your success doesn't mean I failed. We can both succeed at our goals and support one another, even if we're doing different things. Or you can run an eight minute mile and I can be super proud of you and cheer you on, even though I'm at a 16 minute mile. And I know that you're supporting me because you know how hard I'm working to hit that time. Mm-hmm. And that's been really neat to see that there's a, yeah, trying to teach that healthy competition with the kids who are in similar ranges. They push each other to get better, but they also know like we have an important job to help our whole team get better. Yeah. I love that. And, <laughs> yeah, like it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing how much kids are capable of understanding and doing and the empathy and the love and the support mm-hmm. if it's just fostered. And I, I really hope that I, I hope it's doing something to foster it, to create adults that maybe leave our world a little nicer. And Oh, I guarantee it is. I like, yes, <laughs> I guarantee it is. <laughs> that's the big motivation is like, yeah, setting them up to be successful adults that can do something positive in this world and it's been really fun the kids that I started with watching them now in high school and college and the things mm-hmm. that they're doing and that's awesome and even just seeing at how they're willing to try different things or the outreach they have for other kids or other people and once in a while going hey maybe they did listen a little bit <laughs> <laughs> no I'm sure that you have a great impact and I'm sure that many many kids look back and like that was the one teacher that made that impact on me. Okay, so I have one more question, just a fun kind of bonus question. Do you have any like inspirational either movies or just songs you listen to? Like your go-to song to kind of inspire <laughs> a run or like the playlist that you play to get the kids um, There are a few and I say they're usually like kind of the poppy ones. Like I love like fight song, Rachel Pat. Oh yes, I saw her in concert. Yeah. She was very good uh, live. Yeah. <laughs> and even like, yeah, Katy Perry Roar. Just some of them that are just that like, yeah, like I'm empowered. I got this. I yeah. can overcome. As far as movies or like stories that I see, it's the ones that are the underdog one, like stories. The even just recently the young man who was the first person with down syndrome to complete a full iron man like those types of stories that it's like and i think it's just be i more identify with the underdog or somebody who has always kind of been i don't want to say like unseen or underestimated but yeah i kind of went through like, like i don't like to be center of attention so i wasn't the one that was like oh look at me look at what i can do like i kind of like to be underestimated or the one that under promise and then over deliver, like where people go, wait, where did that come from? Like, so any of those types of stories of like someone who really shouldn't be able to, or that they didn't think could do this and then come out and do something big. Like, yeah. I love like Rudy. I love yes. Okay. Well, yeah. thank you so much for taking the time today to just record on my little podcast, but I was seriously so impressed. You are impacting I bet hundreds of hundreds of kids and seriously I would have loved to have a gym teacher like you so keep doing this it's really inspiring and I'm just so in awe so congrats Aww, thank you. that's <laughs> very kind of you yeah I appreciate you having me I'm honored to be part of this and <laughs> well 
Thank you. Thank you to Kevin for introducing us. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) All right. Well, that is it for this week. And I would love to have you tell a friend about this podcast. And you can help me share these inspirational stories by rating and reviewing the quest for new inspiration on Apple podcast or your favorite podcast platform. If you have a question or an inspirational story you'd like to share, you can send them my way. You can send me a message on Instagram at Quest for New Inspiration or email me at newinspirationpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening and be sure to join me next time. Made plans for summer childcare yet? If not, don't worry. Care.com can help. At Care.com, you can find trusted, reliable, and affordable sitters near you with flexibility that fits your summer plans. And because the best decisions are made with Care, 100% of caregivers who use Care.com have been background checked with CareCheck, a key first step for families to make strong hiring decisions. This summer, get help with activities, tutoring, pickups, drop-offs, and more. Sign up now at Care.com. I'm Dr. Mike McDermott, Chief Executive Officer of Mary Washington Healthcare. It's been a challenging year, and we are so grateful and appreciative of our nurses. Just like any family does during difficult times, we stuck together. If you are looking for that kind of family atmosphere, consider joining our family. Whether you want to work in one of our two hospitals, home health, hospice, or any of our freestanding facilities, I invite you to help us continue to improve the health of our community. Learn more at mwhcjobs.com.